Hello, and welcome to the Harassment Free Workplace Podcast. I'm April Tarot of Navigating Integrity Associates. This podcast is for CEOs and HR professionals of small and medium-sized businesses to learn practical suggestions that can be used right away to address harassment in the workplace. We are committed to creating workplaces that work for everyone. Welcome. Hello, and welcome to the Harassment Free Workplace Podcast. I'm your host, April Tarot, and I need to send a big, huge thank you to our audience. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We have reached 1,000 plays, and I am just so excited. Thank you for sharing the podcast. Thank you for delving into these important conversations. I really appreciate it. And just so excited to share that we've reached a thousand plays. Yay! Time to celebrate. And on with this episode, I am so excited to have Ricky Smith with us today. Hello, Ricky. Hello, April. Thank you for having me. Oh, you are so, uh, thank you for coming on to our show. I am so excited to have this most important, important conversation on racism in the workplace and most importantly microaggressions so yeah. this is a good one we've got a good topic for you guys today so let me introduce you to the audience so people can know who you are so ricky smith is the founder and chief training officer at stratus training and consulting llc a training management company providing soft skills training for managers teams and associates ricky is passionate about training and the ability that practical training has to build confidence increase productivity and ultimately affect the bottom line Ricky has worked in various positions in Homeland Security, the hospitality industry, home health care, and healthcare insurance. She's a military veteran, having served in the U.S. Army as a communications specialist. Ricky holds a bachelor's degree in human resources management and is an avid volunteer in her community. Ricky is an inspirational, motivational speaker and author with an emphasis on transformational living. Her weekly YouTube channel, Faith on Friday, is a source of encouragement, humor, and challenge to those who see it. Ricky enjoys reading, working out, and playing golf. She's been married 22 years to a retired army veteran. She is mother to four adult children and grandmother to two grandsons. Well, welcome, Ricky. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> I am so excited to have you here. So let's just jump right in, shall then, we? Let's, let's just talk about racism in the workplace and most importantly, <sighs> microaggressions. This was actually um, uh, a requested topic from one of our listeners. They emailed me and said, can you talk about microaggressions? Because they're happening all the time at work and I don't know how to talk to other people about what they are and, and how to prevent them. So I was like, thank you. Yes, I will definitely go and find an amazing host. And then you just jumped into my lap and it was like, there you are. What an amazing (laughs) speaker. This is your specialty. So let's talk, shall we? Sure. You know, it's interesting when someone asks a question about microaggressions, it's usually someone who has had it happen to them over and over and over. And it's interesting because a lot of people have never heard the term microaggressions. But let's kind of do a quick definition study, shall we? Okay. Microaggression is understanding that microaggressions are basically, they're the acts and words that people use in an unintentional way. But that unintention, that unintentionality, as if that were a word, still has a huge impact on the person that is the subject of it. But understand also, just because it's called microaggression doesn't mean that the person who is initiating it is aggressive, mm. nor does it mean that the impact is small. Oh. So, 
Yeah, that that's already huge. So the term that that I use in my company, we call it SAE, which is called subtle acts of aggression mm. or subtle acts of exclusion. Mm. Okay. SAE, subtle S- acts, acts of, of exclusion. exclusion. Yeah. Okay. Because the acts are subtle and it mm-hmm. does exclude people. It makes you feel a certain way. So give me an example of a microaggression or a subtle act of exclusion. Oh, sure. And now keep in mind, people hear them all the time. You just may not know what to call it. Here's my favorite. You people are so nice. What did you hear? You people. People. What you have just said is that the aggregate of all of you is nice. Somebody may take offense to you people, you people Mm -hmm. who you tall people, you brown people, you people with blue eyes, which you people are you referring to? Here's another subtle act. You are so eloquent for a woman. (laughs) If that made you feel some kind of way, (laughs) that is an example Another one is, oh my gosh, I love it. The, I love the way you talk. Your accent is so cute. My accent is cute. Help me understand what that means. These are subtle acts. And what makes them exclusive is that it makes you feel like something's wrong with you. You're not normal. You're odd. You don't belong. Mm. Or worse yet, you're a threat. Mm. There's actually, there's a part of, there's an othering aspect to it. Exactly. It's like you are other than me. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there's like an mm-hmm. othering happening there. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and it happens a lot. One of my favorite, if you will, SAEs is as a woman, you're the manager in the workplace. Someone comes in to interview, you go out to meet them. Their assumption is what? That <laughs> you're the assistant. Exactly. It happens a lot to us as women. Um, If you are, you know, and SAEs happen in so many different identities, whether it's your age, your sex, your sexuality, your race, your ethnicity, it can go on and on and on. We are people and we have conscious and unconscious bias. And we throw them onto other people as we will. <laughs> and it, it, how do you start that conversation for somebody to start to unpack their own biases? Because mm, mm-hmm. most of us, are, we are unconscious to our biases. So how, how do we get people in the workplace to start unpacking our biases? Mm-hmm. One of the biggest things that I recommend when I do these trainings is first, recognize that you have them. How do you do that? Because a lot of times we look in the mirror and we see absolute perfection. And why would we not? Of course. I mean, I'm amazing. Who doesn't know this? But it's when you have good friends, great coworkers, a a wonderful mentor who can actually see your blind side, Mm. the side that you don't see, the side you're not looking for, the side you'd rather hide. Those are the people that are going to help you with your bias. So say, for instance, you and I were hanging out as we totally should, by the way. (laughs) And we, uh, you know, and something happens. We go to a restaurant. There are three areas 
when it comes to these SAEs that we can play? One is the initiator. Somebody actually says something, you're initiated it. Mm -hmm. Or you're the subject, you're the person to whom this SAE is happening. Or you are the observer, you're watching it. Mm. All right. Now, this is how the conversation starts. Mm -hmm. Two people are chatting. Someone says something like, oh, my gosh, but he's so handsome for a black man. <sighs> the observer has the observer now has an option. Do I become a bystander by doing nothing, saying nothing? Or do I become an ally by standing up? So mm. the initiator now has a conversation starter because your observer may say, what you just said wasn't really appropriate. What did you mean? Conversation starter. Mm. Now the initiator has to address their bias. Mm. Mm -hmm. But also be careful because sometimes these conversations are hard. No one likes being the but, if you will, of that conversation. Mm -hmm. How dare you talk to me like that? Because we get lost in our intent. What does that look mm -hmm. like? I didn't mean that. That's not what I meant. Calm down. Yeah. I wasn't accusing or attacking. Mm -hmm. I'm asking you, what did you mean? Mm -hmm. That's how that conversation can get started. Okay, you got to say that again. So as a bystander, I notice somebody saying something. What do I say? Yeah, you have two options. You can either become the bystander and sit there, watch it and do nothing. Or you. Yeah, that doesn't sound like you. <laughs> not not, <Or>, not going <laughs> to happen in my world. So next option. <laughs> or you become the ally mm -hmm. and you want to start the conversation from a place of curiosity mm -hmm. and learning, not a place of accusation. Mm -hmm. So you stop them. Excuse me. You just said, fill in the blank. Mm -hmm. What did you mean by that? Mm. You want to always assume a positive intent. You never yes. want to assume that people mean something ugly. Yes. Because that's what's going to get something ugly. <laughs> and that's what's going to get them defensive is if exactly. you are accusing them. Mm -hmm. But if you're just yeah. pointing it out of, hmm, mm -hmm. what did you mean by that? Yeah, Tell what did me you more. mean by that? And mm -hmm. you may have an opportunity to show them their blind side. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And before you know it, you may obtain a new friend. You may be able to teach someone something they didn't know. And because you have become the ally, you now have stepped up to someone who has been the subject of this SAE probably all their life. Mm. And you can reach back out and say, are you okay? It sounded weird to me. How did it make you feel? Yeah. Be the, become the bridge. I wish I'd met you over a year ago because when the whole George Floyd racism yeah. thing was happening in the world, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. my parents being from England, completely mm -hmm. blind to their biases, completely sure. unaware of it. And um, we got into many conversations and it ended up being fights. And, sure. and I was trying to find a way to cross that bridge and to mm -hmm. do it in a way that works. And it, they just got so defensive and so defensive. And mm -hmm. what made it click was 
the toppling of statues of Winston Churchill. So my dad wow. grew up during the war, mm-hmm. right? And Winston Churchill was his hero and has always wow. been his hero mm-hmm. because he helped stop the war. And my dad got to live because of it. And, you know, right. he's speaking English and not German. And right. so Winston Churchill was his hero. And he's like, why are they telling, why are they saying that Winston Churchill was a racist? Mm-hmm. And he sent it to me in an email. And I was mm-hmm. like, Hmm, interesting. So my daughter and I, who are all over this and trying to have this conversation, <laughs> went and found reasons why Winston Churchill was a racist. Wow. And I said in, in the email, I said, just because he was a racist doesn't mean he didn't do good things as well. Sure. And just mm-hmm. that was like, he then, when I saw him again, he was like, Winston Churchill was a racist. And I was like, mm. wow, thank you, dad, for having yeah. that conversation. Like, it was like, mm-hmm. that's what started to open his eyes of, mm-hmm. oh, there's systems that are set in place that has- yeah this be there and mm-hmm. it has me not see it as a white mm-hmm. person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, it's been a beautiful conversation, but I wish it had come easier. <laughs> sure. and But these are hard conversations, but you also have to know your audience. Mm-hmm. Who are you talking to? What mm-hmm. era did they grow up in? What kind of experiences have they had? Basically, who hurt you? <laughs> You know, it happens. My father was a cop in the military for 20 years. Mm -hmm. You want to talk about a racist conversation with a black man who was a police officer in Vietnam as well as. Yeah, that's a whole nother conversation. Yeah. Mm hmm. Wow. Okay. So I think we could probably have five podcast episodes with you because you have so much amazing information on this. So, but let's get down to one thing I ask all of our guests is what are three practical tools that people can use in their workplaces now that will help decrease harassment in the workplace? So specifically who can, how, how do we decrease microaggressions or subtle acts of exclusion Mm -hmm. uh, in the workplace? So what are your three takeaways? Mm -hmm. First and foremost, And this is hard for people. Think before you speak. (laughs) Clean out your filter. (laughs) Take a breath. Yeah. Most of us, we engage our mouth before we engage our brain. Mm -hmm. And because of our unconscious bias, we're going to say something that we've always said. I don't see a problem with it. No one's ever said anything before. That doesn't make it right. It does not make it right. It doesn't mean it's been okay the 50 million times it's been said before. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So think Think before you speak. Before you speak. Absolutely. Okay, great. Mm -hmm. Your second one. Ask yourself, what do you mean by this before you say this? As soon as I say, oh, you look pretty today. What do you mean? Are you literally saying you look pretty today because the rest of the week you look a hot darn mess? Or. (laughs) Then please don't say it. (laughs) Exactly. And it's something like that. People don't realize that is a form Mm -hmm. of an SAE because you're telling me that I'm not normal. Mm. It makes me feel bad when you tell me I look nice today. Here's an idea. Just say you look nice and leave it right there. <laughs> Just keep it moving. <laughs> what, one thing I like to say too, is especially when it comes to male, female interactions in the mm-hmm. workplace, mm-hmm. think to yourself before you say it, would you say this to the guy in the room as well? That's great. 
Because mm-hmm. so many times the answer is, I'm not going to tell him he looks pretty. Great. Mm-hmm. Then don't tell her mm-hmm. she looks pretty. Mm-hmm. It's not needed. It's not needed. You can yeah. say, hello, how are you doing today? Right. There are many ways you can make that connection mm-hmm. without having to say you look pretty today. Right. Right. And you do mm-hmm. have to be mindful. Mm-hmm. And I think the last one is probably one of my favorites. <laughs> Just because you have friends in a marginalized group doesn't give you the right to use the slur. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I have a gay friend. Be, yeah. Oh, some of my best friends are black. I'm not, I'm not homophobic. <laughs> I've got a, my best friend's gay. <laughs> that's yeah. That's not your, that's not your free card to do whatever and say whatever you want. Or one I hear, unfortunately, a lot when I'm, especially when I'm investigating sexual harassment, mm-hmm. I've got three daughters and a yeah. wife. Like, yeah. I love my daughters. Why? I would never treat women like that. Mm, Harvey Weinstein. Sure? Harvey Weinstein also has daughters and a wife. Yeah. Did. Yeah. I mean, the wife did. He still yeah. has daughters, but. Mm-hmm. But see, and those are the things. It's, it, it's small things that can make a huge impact. Mm-hmm. But if we don't engage our brain before we engage our mouth, just enjoy shoe leather because you're going to stick your foot in it every single time. Thank you for bringing that up. It's, it's so speaking from a white person to a black person, Mm -hmm. I I feel uncomfortable at times. I don't want to put my mouth in it. I don't, Mm -hmm. I sorry, I don't want to put my foot in my mouth. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. And, and so I, I feel like I'm monitoring everything I'm saying. And that's actually okay. It's actually a good thing Mm -hmm. to be monitoring what I'm saying before I say it. So I'm thinking before I speak. But don't let it paralyze you. Exactly. That's what I wanted to get to. You know, um, I have one of my best friends. She lives in the U.S. and she is a white woman. And we have some of the best conversations because she feels comfortable enough to ask the question. Mm-hmm. And I tell people, especially when I do training, I call it shock therapy first thing first, because when I stand up there, I let them know immediately, in case you haven't noticed, I am a black woman and I've been a black woman all my life. <laughs> I'm OK with any question you have. <laughs> That's so great. <laughs> So how, how do we overcome the uncomfortableness? I know, I mean, for myself, it's a matter of putting my ego aside. Mm. And I mean, like I, I will actually declare because I grew up in a a system that oppresses black people. Mm -hmm. I am unaware being a white person of a lot of that. And therefore I will put my foot in my mouth and and it's like, there's a humbleness of I'm going to mess it up and I apologize and, and I'm sorry. And, Mm -hmm. and, and I'm learning, I'm trying to learn how to make it okay. Mm -hmm. Um, But I still, it's like, we got to do the work and it's not your work as a black woman to teach me as a white woman, what's okay. And what's not okay. Exactly. The only thing that I can teach anybody is how to treat me. Yes. I would tell anybody, be comfortable being uncomfortable. Yes. It's okay. No one is looking for perfection. We should all be looking to learn, looking Mm -hmm. to grow, and looking to add value to someone else's life. Mm. Even when you feel like you're going to mess it up and you're going to stick your foot in your mouth, it's okay if it comes from the place of, I need to learn this. I don't know what I don't know. 
-hmm. Again, approach these things from a place of curiosity and Mm -hmm. learning. Mm -hmm. Don't approach it from, well, I know I don't know anything, so I'm just going to ask this question. No, you Mm -hmm. arrogant little fill in the blank. I don't want to talk to you. You're Mm -hmm. not coming. You're not coming in the right spirit. You really are coming from your place of of privilege of whatever. You don't want to know anything. Mm -hmm. You're looking to appease your conscience. Mm -hmm. Not my job. (laughs) Not my job. It is not your job to appease others' conscience. Nope. Mm -hmm. Nope. 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 Okay. So what else can we do to help make workplaces in the world of anti-Black racism Mm -hmm. and in the world of microaggressions, otherwise known as subtle acts of exclusions. Mm -hmm. Like what does that look like in the everyday in the workplace? Mm -hmm. Um, Quick scenario. So three friends are having lunch. We're Mm -hmm. all chatting. One of the friends says something to the effect of, oh my gosh, I love it here, but man, there is a lot of ramps that we have here for the disabled. Yeah. That same, that same feeling that your audience may be feeling right now. Mm-hmm. that you now know that is what that is. So the third person says, what do you mean by that? And the person that you may be having lunch with may not be disabled. Mm-hmm. So that lets you know that when it happens, the subject doesn't have to be there. Mm-hmm. It's telling you what your mindset is. So as the observer, here's your chance, step up. What do you mean by that? Oh, well, you know, it's just such an inconvenience going, having to go around or go up these ramps or, you know, whatever. So you're saying that people who have a disability are a burden to you. Mm. No, no, that's not what I mean. It may not be what you mean, but it's kind of sounding like what you're saying. So maybe you can tell me what it is you're, what it is you mean. Mm-hmm. So you have to be ready for the conversation. Yeah. The biggest thing is be willing to stand up, be willing to stand up, be willing to be an ally, be willing to be an ally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So something you had said earlier that I just kind of wrote a note. Cause I was like, I really want to talk about this is we talked about othering the other person and mm-hmm. that makes them feel excluded. And therefore, sure. you know, subtle act of exclusion. How do we celebrate our differences? Mm-hmm. Recognizing so- that they are differences. <laughs> and recognizing that anyone's difference is not a threat to you. Recognizing that giving to someone doesn't take anything from you. Mm. It's not rocket science, y'all. <laughs> we make it harder than it is, yeah. usually because we already don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was in the store the other day and it reminded me, I saw this shirt, which I absolutely love, and I am going back to buy it. It said on the front, I'm sorry I'm late. I didn't want to come anyway. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Just being honest. Just being honest. <laughs> and this conversation is kind of the same way. We make it harder than it is because I don't want to do it anyway. It's mm. a burden to me. I always have to accommodate the them. Do you really? So that lets you know, I don't want to do it anyway. Mm. So under, understand where you are, find your own blind spots, do a 360 request for information. Hey friend, do you find that I'm like this? Hey mentor, can you show me where I may be missing the mark? You know, It is really about some Mm self-awareness. A lot of us 
don't want to be self-aware because if I make myself aware, I may have to be different. And I may have to do something about it. Oh and that my might gosh. take work. And I already think I'm fabulous. So I don't know what the problem is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Any suggestions for people in the human resources world? Because I know that's a lot of our listeners. Sure. How do they increase self-awareness in the workplace with people yeah. who just, just don't want to? Yeah. You know, I, kudos to the HR people. I mean, mm-hmm. my degree is in HR as well. Mm-hmm. And which is why I have why I own a training company, because I know that our HR professionals struggle with that. Mm-hmm. They have to do the training, set it up, the training, make sure it can be tough. Find your people who are experts in the field. Mm. Dole it out, because when you as an HR professional and, and I, I can hear people nodding when you are the HR professional and you have to do the training. Mm -hmm. People are already looking at you as if, oh, really? Well, you just did it. Oh, really? What makes you the expert? Hey, you screwed up my leave time anyway. Do you see what I mean? Why should I listen to you? Why should I listen to you? Mm -hmm. Sometimes when you can take yourself out of the situation, here's a prime example. I have kids. I have four children. I have Mm -hmm. two of everything they make. (laughs) So I can tell my children do not hit your brother. It's Mm -hmm. not a good idea. They won't listen to me. Mm -hmm. My neighbor can say, don't hit your brother. They will come home. Like it's the first thing they've heard in their, in the longest time that made perfect sense. (laughs) And, and as a parent, I look at them like you people are out of your minds. Mm -hmm. It's official. Mm -hmm. I don't know who your parents are. Mm -hmm. And HR professionals can kind of have that same thing. Your staff won't listen to you. Mm -hmm. We, we listen to you all the time mm-hmm. and we're irritated. Sometimes when you take it out of your own hands and put it in someone else's, someone will hear it for the first time again. Yeah. Does that make sense? Totally. Again, get the ego out of the room. It's not yeah. about you, the HR person. It's about this is a really important conversation sure. that people need to be engaging yeah. in. And you may not be that person that needs right. to have that conversation. Find with them, a subject so. matter expert. Totally. Find a training someone to do it. Give mm-hmm. Stratus a call. We would be glad to help you because when you find somebody who is passionate about the subject, they bring it across differently than the people who it, Hey, it's time for mandatory training. Mm-hmm. Everybody heard on in and sign in and there's a donut in the back and you know, it's a little different. Yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. Well, Ricky, you are just a huge fountain of information. Thank you so much for coming on to the Harassment Free Workplace podcast today. It has been such a pleasure. Thank you for having the tough conversations. And thank you for teaching others how to have the tough conversations. And really just coming from a place of curiosity, that's my big takeaway of what do you mean by that? And a non-defensive way, a non-threatening, non-accusatory way, just Mm -hmm. Where's that coming from? So thank you so much for what you do and for just really having those tough conversations. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. And I hope you all got something out of it. (laughs) Absolutely. I'm sure everybody got lots out of this one. Thanks, Ricky. You're welcome. Thank you for joining us for the Harassment Free Workplace Podcast. Subscribe now wherever you listen to podcasts so that you don't miss an episode. And please spread the word. Feel free to send us feedback, questions, and suggestions for future guests you'd like to hear from. We'd love to hear from you. 
For more information on workplace investigations and assessments, please visit www.harassmentfreeworkplace.com. Till next time.